Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibu First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Thanks for joining us. We're coming up to Mi'kmaq Matters' one-year birthday, and to celebrate the occasion, we're hosting a special live broadcast of the show at 6 p.m. on Thursday, November 16th at Grenfell College in Cornerbrook. It will be an extra special occasion because we'll also be toasting our partner, Bay of Islands Radio, coming soon to 100.1 FM in the Cornerbrook Bay of Islands area. More on that at the end of the show. But first... Cap Chaos. You may have seen that bizarre story on APTN where the National Chief of the Congress of Aboriginal Peoples was asked about his Indigenous ancestry and replied that he could not recall. Then he remembered he is Métis, or scratch that, probably of Algonquin ancestry. It was not a good day for National Chief Robert Bertrand. And it's another blow to the little that's left of Cap's credibility. CAP's supposed mandate is to represent non-status and off-reserve Indigenous people. The Halibu First Nation is an affiliate. In fact, it's the largest. CAP's latest misstep may renew pressure on the Halibu to leave CAP and go to the Assembly of First Nations. When Bertrand visited a meeting of Halibu Council earlier this year, Chief Brenda Mitchell asked Bertrand to write a letter to the federal government supporting Halibu in the enrollment fight. Bertrand said he would, but he did not follow through. He could not even get it together to draft a letter. It's not only that CAP doesn't do the Halibu any good. Halibu is actually harmed by its relationship with CAP. One of the struggles for Halibu is to dispel the view among a broad section of the indigenous movement that we're not really Indians. Keeping company with CAP only reinforces the skepticism. So where to from here for CAP and for the Halibu? Neither Bertrand nor the board of directors have done anything to shore up Cap's credibility after Bertrand's blunder. But Dwight Dory, the former national chief who was defeated by Bertrand a year ago, says the situation cannot continue as if nothing has happened. And he's concerned that neither Bertrand nor the Cap board of directors realizes how serious is the situation. Well, I've I've made it public that in my opinion, you know, the, the honorable thing for him to do where such questions uh, of importance is being raised. And, and based on what he, what he said himself in the, that APTN interview, uh, on, unless he's able to come up with documented proof of his ancestry immediately, I mean, this is the kind of thing, you know, that he should have been aware of before he even, you know, put his name forward. Uh, in my opinion, the honorable thing for him to do would be to step down. Let me ask you about the the recent annual general meeting where Kevin Daniels raised questions. You you've been around CAP for a long time, uh, and had you known Robert Bertrand before he became uh, the national chief, and uh, what what did you know about him? Well, uh, yes, I I did know him for a number of years. That uh, he was, uh, you know, the uh, um, the Grand Chief of the uh, Native Alliance of Quebec, and in that position, he in fact 
uh, sat on the on the board of the Congress, uh, and I had been the uh, uh, the, the leader of, of the Congress, uh, you know, prior to him getting getting elected for that the prior year. So uh, I've I've known him for for uh, a few years. And he he ran against you and defeated you in the last uh, in the last elections. So did it not come up at that time that there were questions about his his ancestry? There there, there was there was questions, I guess, in terms of talk. Uh, people uh, people were talking and sort of in as we say in in the hallways. Uh, it wasn't something that was brought brought to the floor of the assembly uh, as an issue, but. Uh, there's been talk, uh, you know, in the back rooms, uh, ball, uh, hallways, and, and as I as I was uh, mentioning earlier, uh, in his uh, position as uh, provincial chief, uh, um, questions had been raised uh, by people that I'm I was aware of in in the provincial organization about uh, about his uh, uh, ancestry. But it sounds like it wasn't put it to put to him publicly during that uh, during that campaign for chief, and he didn't he wasn't called upon to respond. It sounds like in a public way. No, that that that's that that's right. Uh, you know, uh, and for for whatever reason, uh, you know, it's it wasn't something that was was brought up prior prior to the election. Is there a concern? Among uh, the board and people involved in CAP, about the impact of uh, of this story on CAP. Well, Glenn, I'm not in close contact with uh, with the board per se. Uh, you know, uh, there are a couple of the members of the board that you know I'm, I'm periodically in in contact with. Uh, overall, my, my own uh, impression is 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 one that uh, leaves me. Uh, very concerned uh, just on those points. Um, I, I'm well aware, you know, having been the national leader in the past and having had to deal with, um, you know, uh, uh, pressures being put on uh, the, the Congress as an organize, representative organization by the Assembly of First Nations, the Chiefs, the uh, and the Métis National Council, and, and those kinds of pressures were. Uh, quite directly related to, um, you know, uh, the representation issue of who the Congress is, who it represents. So when you have an, uh, the leader, uh, you know, unable to or or to provide, uh, you know, evidence, documented uh, proof of his Indianness, his ancestry, uh, that certainly, in my opinion, adds fuel to the fire that, uh, you know, these other organizations that are questioning uh, the Congress, um, and it's not good. It definitely is not good. Hmm. So he has three years left in his term. Are you expecting that the board uh, will take any action or he will just continue for the next three years, even though those those questions are are out there. Uh, well, that's that's a tough question for me. I, I you know, as far as expectations of the board, I don't have any expectations of them. I I I, I do believe very firmly, very strongly, that they need to take some direct action on, on this whole matter. 
uh, one, uh, and, and 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 secondly, uh, that they need that it should have been done already, but by now, I mean, uh, you know, when he basically acknowledged publicly in an interview on APTN that you know he he really didn't know his roots and 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 somewhat flopped around uh, guessing at I guess where his roots was from, you know, being Algonquin and then. Uh, a few minutes later, saying he was Mohawk from from the town of Sataki, uh, that that that's that's pretty sad uh, for uh, a leader of a national indigenous organization such as the Congress, uh, who we know or have known for years that we represent, uh, you know, Métis and, and non-status people. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's concerning. Yes. And and why why do you think the board hasn't taken any action to this point? It's been some weeks since uh, the the annual general meeting and a couple of weeks since the AP APTN story, but but nothing from uh, from the board. Why why do you think there's this silence? Well, there again, I I, I don't know. But, you know, uh, the, uh, what what I heard uh, I, I guess is, as was a uh, was a report that that they were standing behind him, uh, you know. Uh, in doing so, uh, I would assume at least uh, the purpose of that was to give him an opportunity to to come up with the proof of the, of his ancestry. Um, but having said that, I don't know if that's the case. So if it's a matter of the board just standing behind him and saying, "Well, you know, we we really don't care." You know, it's it's not an issue to the board. Well, I have to uh, I have to differ with that uh, on the point of the the board's primary responsibility is to uphold the constitution and bylaws of the organization, and it clearly states in there that in order to be eligible to hold national office of chief or vice chief, you have to have Indian ancestry. Hmm. So so you you know to me. If 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 they're not dealing with it in, in, in a in a timely uh, due uh, fashion, uh, then the board itself is uh, you know uh, negating its own uh, its own responsibility to to the people that the organization represents. It's a very serious matter, and and and, and some of them may be just taking it too lightly. Dwight Dory, former national chief of CAP. It was Kevin Daniels, another former national chief, who raised questions about Bertrand's ancestry at CAP's annual meeting and later set up a protest teepee in front of CAP headquarters in Ottawa. Daniels says the entire board of CAP should resign because they go through the motions without taking any meaningful action. I'm going to be asking for the resignation of the entire executive, both uh, Kim Bowden and, uh, and Robert Bertrand. And, uh, and the reason being is... is uh, uh, Kim Bowden's been there long enough as, as a leader to to understand um, the fact that uh, a lot of the uh, resolutions that he put forward uh, through that organization has not went since uh, been been uh, worked on or no action has been completed with any of the resolutions that any of these people put forward. But so they, that's basically that, that's basically that's basically the job of the executive and the board. As when resolutions come to the board year after year, 
they come to the assembly, I should say, and those those um, resolutions get passed, and those executive board has to work towards that, and they don't work towards anything. Meanwhile, Roger Fleury, a former Green Party federal candidate and chief of the off-reserve Algonquins of Fort Collage, Quebec, says he expects that Bertrand has the same ancestry as he does, since they come from the same small village. Fleury says one of the biggest issues in the community is plans for a nuclear waste disposal site that opponents say threatens the Ottawa River. But the CAP annual general meeting was sponsored by the industry group, the Nuclear Waste Management Organization. Fleury says the decision is an illustration of how divorced CAP is from what's going on in the lives of Indigenous people. It's not the ancestry itself, is that some people seem to be uh, lost as Native and they don't, they don't represent Native issues. So therefore, for example, we put a TP and a CAP uh, headquarters and uh, Mr. Barker, and I, I, I find it sad that Mr. Barker didn't come down and meet Kevin. Mm. I find it sad that there's about probably 200,000 uh, first people in the capital area that have no place. They sleep on the streets. They have no place to pray. They are completely uh, without a voice. And that's what Mr. Daniel brought up. And where is Mr. Barker on that? And then we go to see him and he doesn't open the door. So what should the Halibut do about all this? Some may say nothing that there are more important items that require attention. Enrollment, urban reserve, economic development. And Nova Scotia chiefs have been hostile to Halibut. They might try and block any attempt to join the AFN. But there'll always be a reason to put off a decision on Halibut's relationship with CAP to another day. But the negative reputational fallout from our continued membership in CAP is real also. When is the best time to leave CAP? How about as soon as possible? Before we go, here are some more details about our special live event on November 16th. It takes place in the atrium of the Arts and Science Building at Grenfell, and everyone is invited. Please arrive no later than 5.45 p.m. for the 6 o'clock live broadcast. The topic is Halibu Present and Future, featuring panelists Frank Skeard, Glenwood Ward Councillor on Halibu Council, Suzanne Berry, former president of the Newfoundland Aboriginal Women's Network, and Keith Cormier, former Cornerbrook City Councillor. Please join us if you can, either in person or on Bay of Islands Radio. And that's it for the show. Thanks to Alison Baker for assistance here in the studio. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mi'kmaq Matters. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Tune in on Bay of Islands Radio, boir.ca, on Thursday at 6 p.m. And in Norris Point and Rocky Harbor, listen on the Voice of Bombay, Tuesday at 2 p.m., 95.9 and 98.1 FM. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.